Hey Kurt, this is Richard Wilson from Mad Shelley Films, and we have a message for you. This, this is, is Mad Shelley Films, and, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto Radio. And then you're simultaneously on Inspirado Projecto podcast. Oh yeah, you can you can do a U-turn. It is legal there. Um, and then uh, you know, I wonder if I can get Waze and this going at the same time. Oh no, that's a different one. I am here in the Altima with Kurt Clendon, and also known as Tony Shores, mm-hmm. keyboard extraordinaire, but also the main dude and honcho for Inspirado Projecto. That's right. And I'm just going to let tape fly because I've been listening back to my podcast and I'm just like, Greg, just talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, or just, just People just like to know what's going vibe. on. Because I'm, st- I'm totally stealing your vibe. Like, Oh, it's like, fun. I listen to your podcast and you're just like, oh, I'm here at the Starbucks. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. And every Uber driver, every Uber driver you have is fascinating. Oh, my God. Every Uber driver. I, it's so cool how many different Uber drivers I come across who have uh, such amazing talents. Did you hear the one? There's a guy who made cakes for Mr. T. He, he made cakes, like like extraordinary cakes. There was a, a guy that I just talked to uh, who came out from Egypt. He said he only lived like, well, I don't know, like an, oh, three miles away yes. from it or something. Yes, I heard an Egypt guy. And then um, there's another guy. Oh, there's another guy that I met. This Russian guy who's a jazz like a jazz singer extraordinaire in Russia, but he comes over here and due to, you know how, how things don't translate over. I mean, you could have a master's degree out yeah. there as a doctor, but then somehow that doesn't translate to out here, so then you got guys driving for Uber. It was one of those kinds of things. Um, and uh, so I always like to learn what kind of other things they have outside of the Uber, because sometimes I hear stories where they yeah. just feel like they're stuck in a hamster wheel. And it's so well, cool. you are so good at that, at bringing people out terms of what they've got inside them you know because it could just be a normal uber drive but by the end of it it's it's like i want to i'm in tears oh my god thank you (laughs) i'm in tears (laughs) i've heard a couple where i'm just like oh my god the last guy was talking about i think ancient uh you were talking about ancient electricity and the pyramids oh yes oh yes was was that the egyptian oh yeah oh yeah yeah um it's like Oh my god It's just it's, an Uber drive But you guys are like It's so fun Because they're probably Not used to hearing people yeah. Asking them questions Right 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 People just playing what I like Candy Crush it. or whatever <laughs> Right right It's just <laughs> Yeah I like fudge Right I like fudge Yeah so tell me more About yourself I like fudge uh, Alright thank you Thank you <laughs> I like fudge Tell me more about fudge <laughs> <laughs> really delicious. I like fudge It's fun because these people, um, ideally, ideally, the intention is that by me kind of like, it's like sh- shocking them, you know, um, oh, I see. Okay. So we got to turn here. Wait, wait. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here, here. Yeah. If you can do it. I had the, I had the volume off so it wouldn't, re- uh, intrude on our cosmic conversation. We're going to zippity do around here. So you have the, uh, the cool mic. You have upgraded your microphone. This, okay, so what's interesting, so I had the, f- turn right on and then, oh, I think we're supposed to turn there, but hold on, let's see, let's see. Do I get on the 101? I'm sure this will tell us something. I'm getting on the 101? Um, Bill Flower. Oh, here. I guess we're not getting on the 101. I think it wants to take us to 134. 
Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Let's see what this says now. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what this says. I've done this a hundred times, but now I'm listening to the computer. And oh, okay. So up. Okay. So take a right at the, at the uh, not the next street, but within a couple of streets. Gotta love computers. Just make everything so simple. Oh yeah, the light. Yeah, yeah. Right at the light. Right at, the, at this light coming up. Yeah, that one. Isn't that great? There's this computer brain that figures how to route you. Like, it knows what to do. It's so crazy. It's like, you know, no no more do you have to, you know, clinch up, squinch up, and like, ah, when you know that this thing goes, ah, no no big deal. You know, just turn it right next one. Ah, here you go. Here's another one. But I should know this. You know, I've been driving these streets for years and years. I should know exactly where the 134 is. Well, it's funny. I have no idea. Because I, you know, I remember when I first moved out here and I had the Thomas Guide. I, would, I was like, oh, you know, I clinched up. I'm like, oh, my God, I passed the thing. You know, and then it's like, and I didn't, and I get to something that wasn't a part of the plan that was in my brain. Like I'm like, ah! Jesus. It's a, it was a scary, terrifying thing, you know, and then you, and you really can't drive too much anymore because then you're all, you're all it's like a, you turn into a Nautilus and curl up on the floor. <laughs> so I had the iPhone 5S, and this is the same microphone that I used to use. The is thing this? is, oh, no, 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 we're going to go up here. Oh, I see. Oh, I, okay, now I know where I am. And then we're going to turn right after we get under the... Under this. What were you saying? Holy oh. cow, my, this this is so crazy. Everywhere I look, it looks like some something completely different than, than what it, I remember yeah, seeing no, before. Yeah, no, they're changing everything, too. This, so this is all new construction. Holy cow. This is crazy. Yankee I can't. It's... Uh, it's a it's a it's a tricky business because um <laughs> oh yeah turn right here yeah because you could you could pass by like what used to be a house like a really cool house it had some neat bushes in front or something next thing you know they're building up a whole nother apartment complex yeah, yeah. And, I'm seeing a lot of that we're seeing all over the valley I guess the city too but holy crap they're really maximizing and I don't know if that's good or bad Kurt I, I some parts of the city you don't want overpopulated other parts I guess you need new houses. Right. Mm-hmm. And you would hope that it's all affordable, but I don't know. I doubt it. <laughs> Sheesh. It is tricky to, to, you know, I can imagine to have to try to buy a house out here, raise a family with a... Well, I'm born... I got born into it, so I, you know, I live in the house... Oh, that's that right. I, you grew up out I here. live in the house that I was grew up in that I was born in. <laughs> she gave birth right there on the carpet. <laughs> you still have the... Birth stains. <laughs> and the umbilical cord. Kept the carpet. I said, that carpet stays. That's right. That's a little bit of me on that carpet every day. And it belongs in the museum. <laughs> the Spivak Museum gets that slice of carpet with my afterbirth on it. God the damn it. The Spivak Museum. Or I don't fucking donate a dime to nothing. What else would go in the Spivak Museum? Your books, of course. They'd have to go in there. That's the only place they're going to go. How many books have you written and or w- will continue to write? Well, I, uh, two. Well, I've got two out, but I wrote, I've written four or five. The first one, I was so stoned. This is, you might like this part. <laughs> I was so stoned, Kurt. I was hot, so high. How stoned? Where is he on? No shit. I was so oh, fucking stoned all the time. Uh, I was like 20. She must have had tons of ideas. Oh, my God. Like 22, 23, this big main idea hit me about short stories or whatever. Combined them all. And I, I was like, fuck it all. I'm a fucking writer, man. You know, and I went to this coffee house. 
and I wrote the whole thing out in pencil. So I wrote short story after short story after short. I wrote like probably 30 short stories total. And they looped together and some of them made sense, some of them didn't, some of them really worked out well. But it was all handwritten. And and then at a certain point when I was done, I was like, the voice in your head, you know, the editor, the, the other guy. Mm-hmm. He goes, all right, I'll type it up. <laughs> wow. Because you, uh, you have to copy it. You can't fucking really. What am I going to do, hand this to people? Yeah. You know, that voice just sort of. Oh, yeah, go ahead and get this left lane. Yelled so, at me. And, uh, and I was like, so you typed it. And no, then. Oh, you did not type it. <laughs> do you still have point. it? Do you still I have, have it in a out? drawer? Yeah, I have it in a drawer. Most of it. Uh, some of it I removed and I I, I made it uh, supplemental stories for Devil so, Country. So uh, past this, yeah. This is so. And then uh, so Devil Country. When did that come out? Devil Country came and then out. Left on the When these guys were. Okay, this is. I I could have done this. <laughs> I could have done this. Uh, Devil Country started in stages. I wrote the first big draft of that uh, when I was working pizza in Beverly Hills and I was living right around here in Valley Village and I wrote the first, I guess, short story that was called Devil Country uh, there in North Hollywood and it was pretty much there, all of it and then from there I tried to write (laughs) I tried to turn it into a screenplay and that didn't work out so well. Was that your first screenplay you wrote? Yeah, it was like my first well, you know, first or second, I wrote when you, it. When you have no, you know, when you're an explorer, you oh, sometimes you just don't know what direction you're going in until yeah. you've carved a little bit of a Boy. path. Yeah. And, and by the end of it, it's like, where did space aliens Well, you come must from, have felt you know? so proud of yourself for, for tackling something you've never done before. A lot of people have never so. written a screenplay. I, I, I've never written a screenplay. Maybe I bypassed that part of it or something. I, I'm so screwed up on other things, I guess, or I'm thinking in terms of, well, it's not done, and, and why can't you get it done, and all that stuff. And I actually co-wrote that with a friend, Sherry, and she was a doll. She was very sweet to me, and she's like, no, this should be a movie. And I was like, all right. She mainly coached me through it and as best as possible. Uh-huh. And then uh, I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't have any contacts or anything, so it, it just kind of sat. And I made the mistake of letting my mother read it. Oh. <laughs> Did she critique it? She was, well, it was some moments and it weren't too flattering. Oh, 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 oh. You know what I mean? Just because yeah. I was, I, it was about a guy who was living at home and, and oh, was an adult. Oh, boy. His mom was pissed off. Oh, boy. And, uh, yeah, it didn't go over well. <laughs> wow. That was, that was a bad moment. Wow. Really that in itself is a movie. When, you know, it's like, it's like someone reading someone's diaries, so to speak. Because yeah. then they're like, whoa, we were, you know, oh, you know no, this, was, here's your yeah, mind it, on this page. It was, it was uh, relevant because I finally realized, uh, you know, writing can affect people. What you say and what you put down, it's kind of like, it's on the record, kid. You know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Whether you want it to be or not, here it is. And, yeah. And if someone's offended by it, you're either going to have to defend that choice or apologize depending now most people are like oh fuck it I just write to write Where, but I think that's kind of bullshit too I think that people have written things and they regret it or they've said things that they regret it and it hurt and it cost them friendships it cost them love and all that stuff so and I, I'm definitely sensitive to that to this day I'm still kind of freaked out in terms of oh if I'm writing or saying something even like with stand up saying something that's like offensive to someone mm. uh, is it going to blow back on me is it 
are they going to be hurt? Just mainly hurt. If they deserve to be hurt, then okay. But other, you know, you don't want to hurt friends and stuff. Man. Right. Right. Yeah. Let's, I'm okay with it. I struggle with it. Yeah, it's, I remember there was a class. I went to Columbia <laughs> College. And they had a class. Yeah. Uh, it was about creative writing, but it was to end all censorship in your writing whatsoever. Right. So you really open the floodgates and you really feel so safe, so safe that you write things that you would surprise yourself in saying. Absolutely. You know, um, well, whether it be serial way. killer type stuff or whether it be, right. you know, Hallmark movie type stuff or what have you. It's like to, to really take the governor off, to really take off the authority. Um Enable to do that. What's so crazy is what you gain in that is you really start getting closer to realizing that you are yourself the authority of your chosen reality, Absolutely. and you know, and then it really gets you closer to really um, um, feeling that intuition and standing by your, your your decisions and your intuitions, and really going, wow, you know, I'm leading with my heart here, or this is the direction that is calling to me at this moment, and I know what you mean about. Um, about, you know, maybe worrying about offending someone or hurting someone's feelings. What's crazy is, it is it, 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 it's a tricky thing because if we have that awareness back there, then there's a, a well, a diluted kind of message. I suppose. There's kind of a diluted message that's coming through, coming through. And there's also that idea of you know, the judges back there, which, like, my buddy, I remember he told me, it was in elementary school, they had an assignment to draw these, to draw, it was an art class, and the teacher held up his art in front of the class, and she goes, this is what you don't do, see oh what God. he did wrong here, and what he did wrong there, and what he yeah. did wrong here, oh. and that scarred him, this man is a, a great artist, and yet, he still can't allow himself to, to, to paint beyond anything that's, like, like shapes and, and, and splatters, you know? Yeah, it's because that, that damn teacher is still, blah, 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 right, you know, right. barking at him. And so, you know, that could really shape a lot of times what decisions we're making. And then the other interesting crazy thing is when someone is off-ended, Breathe, Breathe. when someone is off-ended about something... Yes. They're imbalanced about a particular thing. There's there's a there's a there's an, uh, a a wrinkle that's that needs to be ironed out. They're off ended. They're not balanced. So what's interesting is a lot of times we hear about the things that you know we're screaming at the loudest or the things that offend us the most are actually the pieces of ourselves that we that we recognize in ourselves within that that. A, a, maybe a piece of ourselves that we don't want to see right then and there. Right. And so we scream at, ah, I hate that thing, but really it's like, ugh, I don't like that thing in myself and I need to iron that, that wrinkle out. Because um, once once that, you know, the idea is that once that spell is, you know, once that's ironed out, no longer is that an offensive thing. Um, the, the offense comes from the choice in cho defining that thing as that thing. So this tree, for instance, that's just a tree to me. Maybe in another culture, they're like, get me, get me at least 200 feet away from that thing. That's very poisonous to my, to my people. You know, they have a different definition of what that tree is. To me, that's just a, you know, a green thing that's just out there. <laughs> and so, you know, there's that idea that nothing really truly has that built-in meaning. It's whatever meaning we're giving it, sure. which goes back to that wonderful phrase, which is so simple and so true, is, you know, life is what you make it, or the meaning of life is what you make it. And so it's it's tricky when we take all these kinds of considerations into the art that we're creating, whether it's the comedy, whether it's the music. Um, I'd like to believe that 
the more that I follow whatever that intuition is that's telling me, and especially when I know that it's coming from a good place. Like I like to, I like to center my intentions on um, the collaboration aspects, the right. cooperation, and bringing out the good vibes. And so I like to believe that those ingredients will be infused into whatever I'm doing. So then, in a sense, I can let the critics go because I know I'm riding on that magic carpet, so to speak. Right. Um, right. I guess it all depends on what reservoir we're, we're drinking our um, our nutrition from, I suppose. You know, what's jangling around back there through every moment? And then what of those pieces are we going to choose to showcase either for ourselves to hear out loud or in front of others? You know, and sometimes that's an interesting thing, too. Is that I notice that, like, a lot, of, a lot of times, especially on this podcast, I'm, I'm, I'll notice that I'm, I'm repeating a hell of a lot of the similar ideas. Yeah, you have themes. You know, and it's always the same thing and it's like, you know, am I repeating this out loud because I need to remind myself? Yeah, I think that's the biggest part of it is that I'm, I need to repeat that outside to go, hey, remember this. Remember this, dude. You know, keep your, keep yourself, keep this in mind. Just a reminder. Yeah. And just a reminder and to anyone else who may or may not be listening. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's interesting because I think like, the more I think the, the breaking of the spell is um, the more that we really appreciate our own company and entertain ourselves if we are our biggest entertainment and our biggest um, fan and not in the sense of ego but in the sense of like holy cow I can't believe I just heard that thing come out of my mouth I, I totally that, that that was totally channeled right there you know those times when Absolutely. you're doing comedy and stuff we're right. going what and you surprise yourself That's what and you I go, live for Right, because you get your out of your way of yourself, right? That's right. That's where that magic is. Get out, get out of the way. And so then that that becomes now this crazy oxymoron of going, oh gosh, do I want to offend anybody or do I not? And then at the same token, we go, gosh, I want to be in that meditative state. I want to be in that state where it's just coming to me and surprising me. Man, there are those times where I'm sure you've come off stage and, and you go, what the hell? That I just say. You you wake back up and you go. I don't think I remember any of that performance. Yeah, there's been a lot of times where I'm like, uh, what happened? To, what did I? What did I say? Play the tape back or something of that nature. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Have okay. So for your, do you have a series of different methods? Do you rely on a particular method? Do you, uh, you know, have in a sense sort of like a little ceremony or a little ritual that you kind of have in your brain or something you imagine? Bef- while you're making your comedy in the process of it or while you're on stage or even afterwards any of those stages whatever. you know I'd like to think I have a process or some method but I'm just a mess <laughs> and it, it, it's different every time and I know like basics of uh, I need to eat well before mm-hmm. the show or before an open mic or an exercise because my brain will be cloudy as I call mm-hmm. it, you know, if I don't exercise proper, uh, it's it, whatever wants to come out is not going to come out. And I'll, I'll so I, I found that all you can really do is sort of prepare uh, all the ingredients, but I, I can't make the, the meal until I'm on stage. Ah, you know? yeah, 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 right. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Anyway. Right, right. And a lot of sometimes it's like, oh, this is this is going to taste horrible. You know? <laughs> And it's yeah, all yeah, an experiment yeah, so, too. That's a, yeah, that's a fun and, thing. And it's and like a lot of people. A lot of people. They they have a real method. You know, they'll sit there and they'll write that joke 
write it out like a Seinfeld he'll write it out or, or, or come up with it word to word and he'll put it up there and he'll say it word for word exactly and then he'll tweak from there and it's very structured and I just have tried to follow that and I just can't do you think that the people who you know a lot of times what equates with um I guess when we think of the word failure or something, um, a lot of times we equate, okay, well, I worked so hard on this, therefore it equals this amount of laughter or therefore it equals this amount of praise or this amount of this. You know, in other words, there's that certain idea, which is why I think people get grumpy when things don't go their way because they got a plan on their brain and if it's not going that way and they're trying to force it to go into that plan, um, it's like that idea, like if it, you know, I've got my heart set on this thing. If that doesn't happen, then the end product is me being upset. And then, you know, then I'm really going to throw a tantrum if it doesn't go my way. So already setting up that thing. They put a lot of stakes on it. A lot of stakes on it. So do you feel that by being more playful with it um, and a little less, you know, uh, restrictive on it, I guess, um, do you feel that after a show you... it's a lot easier for you to just kind of I, I, not expect a specific outcome. Well, I I, I have to go in. Okay, yeah, I think we're gonna you know, like, exit soon. I have to I have to go into the experience detached from the outcome. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, as much as possible. Yeah, if that's possible, then yes. that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not saying I accomplished that. I but, love it. I love it. But you know, I. I I think there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of people out there who set an agenda, and if it doesn't uh, hit exactly the way they need it to, then they're just in a, in, a, in a bad place. Well, heck, you know, that's that's where the true test of it is in front of the audience. Like, I mean, gosh, how many times have we, um, uh, you know, either been part of the making movie-making process or had friends who, who were making movies, and they get certain laughs in certain areas that they did not expect or um, that they didn't get laughs in certain parts that they did expect or that the audience wasn't grossed enough out by this, you know, this bad thing that happened or weren't, uh, you know, shocked enough this other particular thing. And, you know, a lot of times it really just has to do with the vibe of the room at that particular night, that particular time. That's the funny thing. You don't know if half the audience maybe... Maybe half of them didn't eat. They're feeling grumpy. They're, you know, they're, right, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe, um, maybe that specific night, everyone has full bellies. Everyone, you know, is jovial. They've been all had, had a few cocktails in them and whatnot. So it's interesting how those kind of certain mindsets, um, or, or, or consciousness well, it can all affect, together. It can all affect the outcome in the whole. It's, 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 it's strange to think though, you know, the audience plays its part. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I think. I think particularly with stand-ups, they, they have a big problem with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I, I think at the heart and soul of a stand-up is a control freak. And I, I, I'd like to think I'm a control freak, but I'm really not. I'm really someone who's just out there trying to surf a wave mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Ooh, and, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. That's a great way of putting I, it. I, I see that audience kind of as, it's this ocean. I kind of ah. have an idea of it. I know what an ocean can do. I also know that an ocean can kill me. Yeah. You know? So you have to respect it. Oh, yeah, I get this. And, and hopefully the waves will be good 
and I don't know, I'm not a surfer. I'm using well, I think it's great because, you know, that's one of the things that Andy, work out, you know. Andy Kaufman has been said that he he would just read the audience, that, that his performance is based on kind of how the audience is going. He's really good at tuning them in and, you know, getting them to play along with things and um, seeing the direction it was going on and then surfing on it. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, so sorry. You are going to be turning right here. That, that was an optical illusion back there. <laughs> So this is going to zip under and then go, you'll see it. You know, like Tell us where under. we are now in downtown oh, yeah, so City Hall. We're yeah. heading to uh, Kate Chung Studios um, in the heart of Chinatown. And so uh, we're going to be broadcasting today. Oh yeah, turn right here. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> At, uh, on 1630 AM on K Chung. And I think by the time you probably hear this uh, podcast here, at least on the Instant Projecto one, because remember we're broadcast, we're doing two, we're recording two right now. We got Craig's and we have mine both. This is good. This is awesome. This is like in a sense a simulcast. Yet it will be released later. Um, so by the time you hear this, you might have already heard the radio show, or you might have heard this first, and then it inspires you to go hear the, the radio show. So either way, it feeds off of one another. Oh yeah, stay here. Oh, that's good. All right. Oh yeah, we're gonna zip around through the back here. This is very exciting. Kurt. Very exciting. Turn left on Extreme, extremely <laughs> exciting. Oh yeah. Right. Um, have you ever read any of your uh, pieces from your book while you were on stage? Um, no, <laughs> not really. No one's asked. No, uh. I read it on your stuff. That I mean, you're you're probably one of the best tomorrow. patrons of my art. Right on North Broadway. Out of anyone. Man, I love being able to. Uh, you have read a my last story. I did the parrot thing. I love the parrot story. Yeah. I love the parrot story. Yeah, I I, I don't. Yeah, I guess I got to get that one out. It's triumphant. That would be a great. That would be a great uh, short film. I think so. You know, what is it? Don't work with animals and kids. Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. Oh, and you might need both of those for this project. <laughs> nice going, Craig. If this lets you in. The gates that should. Oh yeah. Oh oh. I can. I see. Okay. Yeah yeah. Okay. I'm not used to seeing it from this back. Back way. This is a whole different angle, man. I need structure. What in the hell? I need familiarity. Okay. Yeah. Go up and then. It's on the right. Do I make a right? Yeah, I do believe so. Turn right. Hey, this is. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah. Zip zip. This is a good podcast. It is very good podcasting. I mean, have you also have you thought about doing comedy? Oh yeah, and then in there, um, and then having um, no, no. like uh, someone pre- presses play on a soundtrack and it goes perfectly with what you're what you're doing. What do I do? Tell like someone presses do. play on a boombox or something like. Uh, so you get there's a soundtrack playing behind you while you're talking. I love that. So it could be dramatic. I want to like, do that. Can I do that with this? Oh yeah, you know what? You you'll be able to add music into the back of that. You'll be able to add music. They they got all kinds of cool background um, uh, sounds that you can put no, yeah, I've heard on the anchor, and it's so fun because oh yeah oh wait we have the mm. all right we might have to find some oh uh, yeah 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 I think you could squeeze in there. I want to get out now. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, all right. I'm gonna go up there and start setting up because I think Nicholas is probably ready. I'm just going to start setting up. Oh, I, hit, I don't hit stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here, let's go like this. We'll be back. But do you have a special? Oh, oh, there we'll you go. We'll be back. <laughs> and then uh, we'll just save it for there. So we'll, just, we'll just give it some... Here's just something to title it. Okay. 
Spotify. Okay, that's just what, and that that'll no, not, not yet that. published. So that will that'll load. You'll see it loading, and then it'll say processing. Oh yeah, we're still recording here on this one. So you'll hear the extras. The uh, you'll be able to hear both podcasts at the same time if you press play on both the Craig Spivak podcast, which is called Craigcast, and then um, you press play on Inspirato Projecto. That would be a cool thing, like um, to see how how kid plays simultaneously. We're going up the steps right now. It's uh, twelve fifty-four. I've got a few songs to play on this episode more than I'm used to playing. I'm not, you know, we don't we don't really play a lot of songs. This one I think is going to have about three songs from Phil Donlin, one from a girl named Tilly, one from Connor's band, Connor McCrory. Phil and Connor are going to be calling in. Craig Spivak just dropped me off, as you know. He's going to be the in-studio guest. He's going to have a request. Or I'm going to request him the request. All right, let's see. Oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. K-Chung Studios. The master, the myth, the legend. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> so good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. Craig, it's so funny. Craig, uh, Craig's coming up. He just... He just podcasted us on his podcast. He just recorded us, and I recorded simultaneously, too. So, folks, uh, this will be up on Mixcloud.com slash Inspirato Projecto. Oh, no, no. What you're listening to now is going to be up on here, but the K-Chung episode is going to be on um, Mixcloud.com slash Inspirato Projecto. What you're about to hear is a song by Tilly called The 26th Floor. She worked with Dave Grohl on this song. Now, Tilly is friends with Connor McRory. Connor McRory called into the show today on Inspirato Projecto, K Chung, 1630 AM from Chinatown, Los Angeles. He called up. We talked to him. <clears throat> I had a list of songs that I was going to play, and I cannot believe it slipped through my fingers. And I promised Tilly that I'd play it on the radio show. Well, I'll tell you what, Tilly. I will play it on the radio show, and also I'm playing it right now here on the podcast. This episode is actually coming out faster than the episode that we had earlier today at the studio because when we were leaving, the studio was not connecting with the Internet. So I'm going to go back there tonight, grab the file, and then uh, upload it either tonight or tomorrow from our live K-Chung show, which features Craig Spivak, who we, we, we're talking to uh, in the car that you just heard, Phil Donlin, his assistant Roy, as he, set, he was setting up the uh, Dom DeLuise, first annual Dom DeLuise Film Festival, and then Connor McRory called in. So it was interesting. It was an interesting combination. I, I don't think I've done that before. So, so it basically encourages me to call up more people during the show. So we truly actually do have surprise guests, guests who have no idea that they're, it, they're surprised as much as anybody else. Uh, so here we go. Tilly with 26. 26-
door looking up at the sky I'm really glad I'm alive I'm really glad I'm alive I live on the 26th floor You know I live on the 26th floor I said I'm afraid I'm at what's going on You know I live on the 26th floor Looking at the clock, it's a quarter to seven Looking at the sky, it's a quarter moon heaven Looking at the clock, it's a quarter to eight Yes, I love you, baby, and I think it's all great. Oh, yes, I think it's so great. I live on the 26th floor. You know I live on the 26th floor. It takes a little while to get my feet on the ground because I live on the 26th floor. And it's a turning, clockwork's a turning, the sun's still burning. So with the slotted, so you're saying it's a first come first serve basis. Yet in a sense, the the people are making up the schedule. Do you? So let's say, for instance, you go, you say, you let's say you get there right when they open up the slot. For instance, how open do they? How often do they open a brand new slot? I mean, do they do it that same night after, right after the open mic, yeah. and so then you can sign up right away for the next no, one? No, I can what? sign up. Probably, I think it's five days in advance. So, like, I could sign up today for. up, I think, all the way to Friday. And so, you could potentially go, I want a 9 o'clock slot. And as long as you were the first one to sort of be the pioneer on there, so to speak, you know, for the new slots, you get that. Right? Yeah, if I'm first. If I'm first, then it's like, oh, what's the 9 o'clock show? Is there any slots open? Yes. Okay. I'll put my name in. Oh, okay. And it fills up. And, you, and it's getting to the point now where you have to do, like, a day in advance. I can't find my... So I'll, I'll show you. It's easy just to show you. But I don't have my charger. Oh, I know. Oh, I know it. I see. I switched things up. Okay. Let's see what I'm doing now. Oh, it's all. It's all a thing now, Kurt. Oh, yeah. I'm just. It's all a thing. 
one thing's for certain, it's all a thing. Let's go see. Oh, wait, I should probably look at the uh, directions here. Oh, yeah, we're going to go point files to 0.5 miles to Academy Road. You're taking me to the cops, Kurt. Because we're going straight to the Why cops. Why are we going, we're to, going, the going cops. straight to the cops? Is this? Oh! Well, this is the police academy, right? Is it? It is. It's right over here? Yeah. It's right next to Dodger Stadium. Oh. Oh, no wonder it says Academy Road. See, that's. Is that where Police Academy took place? I, you know what? Crazy. I'm guessing the thing. No, only you would know. My only goodness. Would that, would be, that would be good. So, who do you think invented the whole slotting? Phenomenon. Uh, I don't know. Somebody invented the website uh, slotted, and that's that's a smart part. But it was the fourth wall guy. His name's Joe Menente. He's the one who figured out to use slotted to book comments. So I'll show you. Oh, so it was originally used for something else. Like you're just saying for scheduling and stuff. So. And then this I, guy I goes, honestly, "Hey, let's I try it for comments." That is good because really, I mean, you don't know. Otherwise, you're at a sh- you're there, and then you're hoping, you know, everyone's running towards the list. I should report this. I'm a responsible journalist. Yeah. Podcaster myself. And I can switch screens out of that and still record. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. So you'll see the way if it's still recording, it'll be there'll be a little red thing up there. Now. When you get a phone call, see, this is in, what's interesting. When I when I podcast, I, I try to turn off the ringer volume because what will happen is, well, a text will come through. Let's see, how does it work? If the sound is on and a text comes through, I think it knocks I think it knocks you off like it stops recording automatically. The good news is it will save, as long as you hit save, it will save what you are just recording before it was uh, uh, interrupted. The other thing is... A friend of mine called during and it stopped it. Ah, there you go. That was the other thing. So the other thing is whether the volume is up or down, no matter what. Uh, Academy. Oh, yeah, turn right here at Academy Road. I think we're going up this little incline and then down that way. Oh, it looks like we're going through Griffith Park, perhaps. Yeah. This is what we did last time, too, I think. Uh, we got totally lost. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Or did we? Maybe we got found. Oh, we got found. We got found right away. Then we're going to turn left, it seems, at the top of this hill. So, whether you have... Do you have your turn? Yeah. These guys. Come on. Now. Dodge Come on. Right oh! Dodger, I hardly know her. So, if you get a phone call, no matter what, it'll 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 stop your podcast. Um, which is, you know, it's, at least it saves it. In the olden days, it didn't save it. So you'd, you'd have this, you know, 45-minute rant about tacos or something. And then all of a sudden... My taco rant! Cling clong! And all of a sudden, uh-oh, there it goes. My beloved taco rant. I could have sourced so much good material from that one. And the meaning of life is... That's what happens when a call comes. Yeah, it does. That's right. All right. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. See, so this is gonna go funky. If you look at my screen. No whole fourth wall. Burbank. It's slotted. On time. And you go and on you, the hour. 
Oh, must be on time to relax on the yeah, hour. Yeah, the then rules. it's good. Oh, okay. No place holding. Oh, okay. So this is today. So if you were to stop it. Oh, oh, okay. Let's see here. So they. It's easier just to show. Look at that. Improv. Riffing and crowd work. So So 4 p.m. is an improv. Oh, so improv mic. Show up to show you love that. I bet I can see. So improv mic, you just go there and you just say whatever you want. You don't have to have anything prepared. Suggestion. You can roll with it. Oh wow. Improv mic. 4 p.m. to 4:45 p.m. It says here, uh, oh yeah, you're going to be turning right, I think, soon, yeah. I need five more. Oh yeah, I think. This is wrong, is this card. The, oh, no, this is also the wrong. Sorry, that's not the one, that's not the one. It's the next one. Screw your that, you know, This reminds me of that, uh, that Office episode where Michael drove straight into the pond, because <laughs> he was like, see, GPS makes you do terrible things, I told you. <laughs> And it's like the street was like maybe another 50 feet in front of him. All he had to do was turn left at it, but he, he turned right into the pond. It's all GPS's fault. I follow it blindly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. I think, yeah, we're going up this thing. Yeah. And then this will make another loop. It's like we're tying a big shoe here. The big shoelace of Los Angeles. Giant shoelace. Ah, there it is. Yep, another one. We're tying, tying one on, as they say. So this says improv Mike, hone your riffing and crowd work. Suggestions will be provided by fellow comics and pulled from ahead by the host. Riff and take as many suggestions as you like. Super fun, loose format to develop vital skill. So improv over if Mike. Notice, that is cool. How many people Five are bucks. signed up for that? Oh, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine people already. So does it say any slots open? Wow. Um, will it tell you if only the slots are closed? Yeah, so it'll okay, say so at the I don't bottom, think it it'll say one yet. slot open or one oh. zero slots open. Oh, yeah, so no, it's, it's so not cool. near that it's then, not. I guess. Oh, so yeah, that yeah. shows you. It's like you got there too late. You got to get there to sign up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got So gotcha. all those people are now guaranteed oh. a spot in five minutes. Yeah. Perhaps in that order, maybe not. I don't know how that works. Wow, what the heck? So that shows you all over at these different locations. Right, so this guy's got three. Joe, Joe's got Oh, three at locations. the same. Oh, these are at the Wait. So if you're. Regular stage. Is that another location? So or is no, that that's the, the time. Those are all slotted by time. Oh, five, six, oh six, second seven. stage. Oh, I guess. So there's two a couple. stages at one location, but he only uses usually only one. Okay. $8 for 10 minutes, second stage only. $12 for 15 minutes. The second stage is a truck. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a giant truck. It's his moving van that he converted. And, he, and it, people sit inside of the truck? Yep. It's kind of weird. Do they walk up like like the... They put down the little ramp? I'm scared shitless that they'll lock us in there and then truck us. Oh, my God. Lock and load. Everyone's locked in there. That becomes a reality show. Another in- unintended I reality show. <laughs> I thought I was going to see Craig's comedian. And I opened the door and I ended up in Tijuana. I'm not sure what happened. I was telling a dick joke. And before I know it, I had some type of ether hit. I was out some for five hours. Ether. And now I'm in Guadalajara. Only <laughs> hosting a karaoke. Oh, my God. And cool. I can't seem to leave the country. And I don't have a kidney. Yeah. And I have no... What do you do in that situation when you don't have your... Pa- like those people in other 
places. They're they're on vacation. They lose their passport. They lose their identifications. Um, what is the first thing you get? I gotta ask you. What's the first thing you would get if you're in, in Guadalajara? You, none of your stuff is with you. What do you do? Laid. Get laid. First thing. Bam. <laughs> get laid. At least I have that. So they so first number one, you get laid. <laughs> number two. I know what do you? What is the question? I'm sorry. Well, okay. So for instance, you have no you have no passport. Right. You got There's no wallet. None of that. And you're in Guadalajara, you'd just like the scenario. Within, you'd be dead within hours. Okay, there's, that answers my no question. There. There's no you scenario. Just you're just you're just murdered. Oh, white guy, come here. Come, come to Guadalajara for the karaoke. Stay for the death. You want a steak? Go down this alley. You want a steak? Ah! I once had an idea for a. I didn't. I didn't know if it was going to be a short film or just a short story. Called steak and eggs, S T A K E and eggs, and it's about a girl who realized that her her boyfriend is a vampire. Like so then she she decided. I don't know if she's gonna kill him or not. I don't know. It's all up to what the characters want. Right. What no. do the characters want to do? One of those. Yeah. <laughs> steak. Stay for the steak. <gasps> so, what um what's the biggest stage at the fourth fourth floor? Fourth, on the fourth wall. Fourth wall. Um, he's, he just opened his third location, which is in Hollywood and Normandy, I think. He's at the fifth wall. I, that's my joke. Ba-da-ba. Every time I walk, I go up, I'm like, it's good to be here at the fourth wall. Not the fifth wall. Screw that third wall. <laughs> fourth wall. It's all about the goddamn fourth wall. Forget that third wall. Third wall, a bunch of homos. Do you ever break the fourth wall to you? I mean, I guess in a sense you got to break the fourth wall to the audience. Yeah, I think that's right. That's part of the... I guess that's it. I guess, well, what would a stand-up comedian be if he didn't at all do the fourth wall thing? Oh, it could be... uh, um, uh, Maybe that's the bit. You 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 don't ever address the audience. You're not trying to play to the audience. It's just you muttering to yourself on a chair. Uh, There's plenty of guys showing up who are already doing that. There you go. <laughs> See now, there's another idea there's I don't have to do. I don't have to do that. Not so I'm already breaking getting. the fourth wall. I love it. An attempted. I not breaking the fourth wall. But it's really just them being psychotic. Ah, there's so many psychos at open mics. And regardless of this, there's still going to be a, a psycho factor. There are drawbacks to it. I feel that the the, the best critique of it would be. You've got 12 guys in there. It's usually male-dominated. Maybe two to three girls at best. Um, and they're all there, but they don't want to be... They don't want to have to sit through yeah. other comics. They, right. They're looking down at their so cell So the phones. audience is just a bunch of comics who are waiting to be up. Right, right. It has that reflexivity to it. And you're always hoping that there's going to be some people who are there just to see open mics. You know, that maybe I, I don't know. If, I wonder if that's going through their head or not. I think a lot of the mentality is I just want to work through material. I that's see. how I feel. I, I, I'm, I guess I want audience response, but oh I, yeah, we're gonna take I that. Want, I want to know how this joke feels. How is it gonna land? Is it coming out smooth and all that? And and I guess fine. if you can make comedians laugh, then I guess if, you know that you're there, really good at it. There's that side of it where if you make a comic laugh, you're doing all right. But also, in all honesty, if you're making comics laugh consistently, you're a pretty dark comic. Oh, you know I mean? you're, you're 
Oh, geez. You want okay. You want to be able to I cater see. your. You're pretty dark coming. Yeah, you want to be able to cater your jokes to a civilian crowd. So. And that's the problem. Well, then. Kind of that's the yeah. That's our interesting oxymoron we're here. So you're you're at an open mic in front of all these other comics. You're trying to hone the joke, but the joke is really trying to be honed for just other people. Other people are not comics. Right. Um, that's a problem. Certainly. Have you gone to Kulak's Woodshed? I've heard that's a good place. I've heard of that. I heard they're very accommodating. They love, they just, they're, I, I went to that open mic back in the day when I first, when I first moved out here, I went to a lot of open mics for uh, just short stories and, uh, I mean, really short stories, prose and, uh, and, and music, improv music. And I'd always take suggestions from the audience and come up with a song. And it was the, usually, it was usually to the tune of House of the Rising Sun. So I knew how the, how the tune would go. But it was so much fun. Oh, <laughs> such a blast. And I... You know, How long have you been out here? Jeez. I think 20 years almost. February 23rd marks the 20-year 20, 20 anniversary. Uh, normally from Chicagoland area, uh, Carroll Street. I mean, oh. in L.A. Like, oh, uh, I first moved to Pico Rivera. And that... That, um, gosh, it's so nuts because that was right next to a town called Whittier. And I would go to Whittier to send emails because there was a library there. And then I would send packages. This is before, this is before, well, before I had internet or YouTube. Um, I was VHS recording, camcordering myself five minutes at the beginning of the day and five minutes at the end of the day to my girlfriend at the time. I had a, a, a long distance relationship. So, and I can just only imagine how depressed, depressing it must have been. I mean, you know, it, that, that's, you know, God bless anybody who can, who can move off to a whole other place and still have a long-distance relationship. It works for people. It worked for my buddy, my buddy Andy, who I was a roommate with, who I, I knew back in Chicago. He was my roommate for a while out here. He had a long-distance relationship. They end up getting married. Phenomenal. Those, those you know, there are those stories. Uh, there are other stories where it doesn't work, too. And it can make your life miserable if you got one foot in home and one foot in the place where you moved and you're like okay where do I really live and um it was crazy I was working up a storm at Barnes Noble Encino and uh all my money went towards basically rent and plane tickets back home because I tried to get home once a month and I'd stay off there 10 days and it was just like oh my god it was a crazy crazy time but I lived out in Pico Rivera and little did I realize is that you know here I was going to to, to Whittier little did I realize that my buddy well who came to become a, a friend of mine, John Garside, was living in uh, close to Whittier at the time, and he was writing at that time the Max Neptune script about this superhero who lives in the future of, of Whittier. And it's funny, because years later, I end up auditioning for him and getting the part of Max Neptune. So it's so interesting, these little intricacies that you never know how it's going to loop back around later on in life. And um, then we ended up having the, uh, the premiere out there in Whittier at the... Um, uh, at this old theater. Oh, I think it was called the... Whoa, I think that was called the Starlight? I think that was called the Starlight. Interesting. Um, this old theater. And uh, one of their hometown favorites, this crazy guy named Doobie McDonald, he actually he shook our hands up on stage. It was crazy. I don't know how he even found out we had our premiere that night, but somehow he, someone let him in. He snuck in. Um, they must have been a fan of his over there. He, he came in, and we had these crazy blinky glasses, shook our hands, and then he left. He, his, he gave us a kazoo, 
I mean, it's crazy when you think about... Oh, and we had our mannequin there of Max Neptune. We put the <laughs> the uh, uh, costume on him and everything. And, uh, man, it's so, it's so interesting because the other crazy thing is Pico Rivera. So Pico is named after Pico, P.O. Uh, Pico. P.O. Pico is one of the guys who helped bring together this whole California area, the Battle of Providencia. P.O. Pico was a part of this. Well, what's interesting is John Garside ended up making a whole series of, of, sh- of short films, documentaries called Forgotten Tales, which took place throughout Whittier. And one of those was the Battle of Providencia, where I played a man named William Workman, William Workman and P.O. Pico. So it's so crazy. So when I first moved out here, I was in Pico Rivera, named after P.O. Pico. Later, later on, I was in a movie that had to do with P.O. Pico. I mean, it just it's just so crazy when you look at all the ways in which... Uh, oh, yeah, we're going to exit here. Um, how you, when you see how things in your life... And if you can't make this one, no worries. We can get the next exit. Oh, no worries. Um, <laughs> um, I just love how you, you can see how stuff loops back around in your life. Oh, yeah. And... It, it's such a joy because when I pl- keep playing with those ideas, well, yeah, turn right here. I keep playing with those ideas. What that enforces and excites and encourages me to do is to continue dreaming big without the expectation of how exactly it's going to happen or when exactly it's going to happen. Just with that trust that the, the higher mind is going to fill in those blanks and bring it back around in some way, some way or another. Um, now, I have to do my part. Well, I should say it helps if I do my part in noticing those synchronicities, noticing those signs, noticing those omens when they're there and going, ah, I see this. And then moving in those directions, moving in those directions. Those to me are the signs that my, uh, my higher mind is going, okay, go this way, go this way. Um, keep going, keep going. We're leading you towards where you need to go. And it's funny because had I not said yes to auditioning for Max Neptune, Wow, I never would have been in Max Neptune. I never would have been in, in, in part of these these you know these these stories that John Garcia put out there. Um, I mean, it's it's really fascinating when you can see how things line up and the way that they line up. Uh, for instance, Tommy Bowie, Thomas Gardner Jr. of of Yachtly Crew. What got him into playing guitar in the first place was seeing a 311 concert. Well, years later, Tommy ends up moving out to Los Angeles. So you know what? You might as well turn left here. And we'll take a, if, if you're able to, and we'll just take a different way around. Um, Tommy Bowie ends up moving out to California, and little does he realize that one day he would end up playing basketball with Nick Hexum. Nick Hexum being the lead singer of uh, 311. So he's on the basketball team with 311. Little did he realize that his future self would be in a yacht rock band, and that his teammates would show Nick Hexum while they're playing basketball. The, his yacht rock band and the next Nick Hexum will go hey T- Tommy why don't you you know get a hold of my manager maybe Yachtly Crew can play on a 311 cruise I mean that's astounding when you look at the way that things evolve so in that Tommy fashion make that yes added to the fact what's crazy is oh yeah turn right here what's crazy too is um, my cousin Scott Madden used to work for Capricorn Records way back in the day and we were some of the first people to hear about 311 and or even see their CDs because he, 311, they signed 311 to Capricorn Records. So we were given like these CDs, uh, you know, ahead of time. Uh, he did all the Midwest promotions for 311. He would open up, you know, he would introduce 311 and all this crazy stuff. So I knew about 311 long ago and little did I realize that I would end up being in a yacht, in a yacht rock band. They would end up playing on the 311 cruise. I mean, with Fishbone, when that was the other crazy thing, because my his, my cousin Scott Madden's brother, 
Dan loved Fishbone and would always put Fishbone on the compilations. So here was 311 from the one brother and then three, or the cousins, you know, the one brother, 311, bam, the other brother, Fishbone. Oh my God. And it all just came together. Oh, you can turn right here. And when you see these things evolve, and then little did I realize years later, and I was telling you, that I ended up substitute teaching for Angela Moore from Fishbone, his daughter. Right. Fish, I, I mean, geez. Oh, wait. This is the street that I was, we're supposed to turn left on. Oh, God. Okay, so, so sorry. I just realized what just happened. So if you can go back that way. Sorry. Oh, my God. I'm a terrible, terrible navigator, <laughs> especially when I'm podcasting. Yeah, this was the street. Oh, that's so funny. This is the street that I was trying to get us to by taking a side street, but I didn't realize this side street took us exactly where we needed to go. Now I know that that side street's there, and that, that gets gets us even faster where we need to go. God. Okay. That's so keep going, and I'll let you know when to turn right. So it's amazing when you see how all of these things fit together. And and uh, and then on 311 Cruise, I was able to tell Angelo more. Angelo, I met you in person at your daughter's birthday. You invited me, remember? And I told you that I substitute taught for, for her. And, and Oh, God. I mean, just just nuts. Oh, yeah, turn right here. It's just so amazing when you look at that stuff and how it all falls into place and, you know, me, us meeting on the subway and how did I to know that you ever had a kick-ass Mickey Dolan story or that you had a kick-ass uh, uh, Angela Moore story. Oh, my God, man. It's so funny because you never know what kind of interesting stories you're going to hear from people. The Blues Brothers, which oh, is my, my favorite, God. Uh, and that's on your, is that your your uh, Twitter backdrop is Blues yeah. Brothers, isn't it? I did a Blues Brothers lip sync in high school. Oh my god, that's great! Oh my god, maybe that's what we could do one time. I'll dress up as uh, as, uh, as we'll dress up as Jake and Elwood, and we'll go to a, to an open mic and just lip sync, do cartwheels and uh, dance like them. That would be fun. Uh, Blues Brothers freak. Love that. Oh, it's so good. They're the total superheroes if you oh, think yeah. about it. Well, you left here because they got their magical blues mobile, which you know can fly basically. And falls, you know, thousands of feet and lands right. perfectly. And land on Nazis. Yeah. Uh, they got their superhero costumes. They got their superhero powers. Oh, God, it's just so cool. Uh, where am I? Oh, yeah, keep going. We're almost there. Stay on target. Oh, you're right here, right where the green man is standing. Craig, thank you so much All for the right. ride. Thank Door you so much for the podcast. Sir. Look at this. When I go in there, I, I got two parts now that I can upload as one podcast. Okay. And then uh, I got to go in later tonight, and I got to get the file from the computer that's still in the computer oh, cage. So I got to send that, and I'll have that up later. I may call you later to teach me how to split these. Oh yes, absolutely, right. absolutely. Oh, maybe. Right. So maybe I should stop. You want to stop that? Yeah. Boop. And then, bam. And then wherever you want to name that. It's superhero, and you're listening to Inspirado Projecto.